Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further, and I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
doctor reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, you know, good they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Right, welcome, 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 everyone, and another day. Doc climbs into the throne of Griff, ready to take on the world, uh, World War Zog, and uh, we're going to get some geopolitics today. So uh, buckle up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll take a look at what's going on in the world. Um, it is, you know, I see people having conniptions, etc. It's uh, it's well, I, I'm not even sure what what was it I was watching. Uh, I don't know, some, some, <laughs> I watched two things yesterday, no, three, three things yesterday. I watched Tokyo Rose, the Duran. I watched, ah, oh, what did I watch? I can't remember now. Some, some, anyway, it, uh, it's all talk about what's, what's going on, obviously. Oh yeah, it was a, um, what's his face with the beanie hat? What's he called? Uh, anyway, <laughs> the one, the one who, the, the Korean slaphead, who, I don't know, has, is always, he's always cooming for the civil war. He wants the civil war <laughs> his, with his katanas and Timple. That's, uh, that's his fucking name, right? And man, these people are fucking clueless. They're just, uh, they are teeing off on the, on the war vibe and they love it. They love it. And it's, it's gross, man. Gross. And look, I'll, I'll give, uh, Beanie Man his credit. It's not like he was 
itching for war, but he loved, he, you could see he, was, he loved all the drama wrapped up in it. Fucking Paul Fall, yeah. Yeah, um, really, I don't know, man. I don't know how people sit in and watch that garbage, but ah, I guess, well, it takes all sorts, right? <laughs> I bet he popped out of his mum's bucket pussy wearing a beanie. Um, wasn't his mum Korean? I would imagine that would be like uh, Fred in a Needle, no? They're uh, those Asian babes. How should we say? Yeah, they're not um, not the most uh, voluptuous baby giving hips. I would say they just make small small babies. He's got a Discord. Um, I've got a Discord. My Discord is cooler than his. I'm I'm sure of that. This I know. <laughs> and the last thing I watched, what it was, uh, Charles sent me. Um, Cooey is. We've got a giga spiral going on. And um, he's he's taking aim at uh, not Brett Weinstein, right? And uh, I, I, what what have I been following on Twitter? So uh, what I understood, I I don't watch those circles. I've got my head in papers, that's all I can say. Uh, and no, I'm I'm sort of busy behind the scenes. Um, just. Uh, you know, Japanese are beginning to understand <laughs> there could be a substantial risk with prions, with their uh, ever-increasing death rates, um, which don't seem to be stopping anytime soon. And the... So, yeah, I'm trying my best to uh, network. I'm going to pull the trigger on... What I want to do is... Um, as we still have, I'm hoping, viable vaccine. I'm going to test it, I think. Um, I've got the... Um, I've got most of the shit I need to hand to do it, and I'm going to go for it, and we'll see. I want to test if it makes prions. We need we need the direct test doing, and I think the quickest way to do that is a intracerebral injection. And then we'll see if we can um, stain for uh, prion uh, in this instance. And so um, I'm trying to sort of work out uh, what you know what I what I need. And um, you know, it's you know, the docs, uh, the docs, uh, practical science muscles are, are rusty somewhat. And um, the but I I don't see anyone doing it anytime soon. And you you. You're likely to get, and I think we'll, you know, we know enough about spike protein in and of itself, and we know what it that it is getting into the brain. All the, all these things are pretty well established, but no one, no one is touching that red hot issue, which is, you know, if it if it gets in the brain, and people say, oh, you put it directly in the brain, it don't matter, right? From from a prion biology perspective if it's shown to be able to cause prion formation in the brain it sh it should just stop everything and I, I mean i'm hoping i can sort of rustle rustle the stuff together over the coming weeks and um we'll we'll do it we'll go for it uh, uh, otherwise the uh, you know we've tested japanese vaccines for DNA contamination and the 
you know, the results were consistent with um, what uh, what they found in other countries, um, US, and we're hearing that what's his face Didier Rao is um, finding contamination. Um, he's making claims of far higher levels than what Kevin is finding, but it's there. There's a German group finding the same. And, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not sure the, it's bad, of course, the DNA contamination. And we don't know what the long-term consequences are. Um, You know, I'm fairly convinced by Kev's data that it's, it's not like the full plasmid, but there are longer longer segments and they will be lipid nanoparticle wrapped. And so this, this is, of course, um, not good. But, but it's the toxic expression products that I think we really need to get a... Um, let's see, Lindsay says, yeah, Lindsay can't get Rumble working. It's... it's Rumble, good. I mean, there's only 32 watching. Usually it would be 100 and, well, we would be well over 100 at this point. So I'm presuming Rumble is not performing well for other people. So maybe uh, it's another uh, DDoS attack or something on Rumble. We're we're in streaming. We're in the pipe five by five, as they say, and um, we'll... We'll do, I'll, I'll do my best to uh, put a stream together. I had an interesting stream. Um, let's see. V says, yep, Kev's Rumble's not streaming. It's it's working for me. It's working in the UK. So something's happening US side, I guess. So um, that's all all we can do, right? And if you can't, you can't watch on... Rumble, WTYL.live. That's why we make and maintain server architecture and streaming platform. And, you know, I was watching. Um, that's what I was watching. The, uh, who's, what are they? Uh, the, the dude that uh, basically defrauded a bunch of people through uh, sl- being a slum landlord. He was on Fox News. What's that show called? Redacted, right? I was watching that. And they were all like, oh, my God, we've got so many overheads and costs with, like, servers and everything. And they, all they do is stream to Rumble and fucking YouTube. What server infrastructure do they have? Do they have their own platform? I haven't seen that. And there they are. They just uh, grift, grift, grift away. And so the dog, the dog actually, actually making it happen, uh, making experiments happen. And, yeah, I... It's a um, cosmic does same work in Florida. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just you've got to be what what we should be doing, right? Is thinking tactically. This is why we're in this. Uh, you know, we go across multiple platforms and we have our own architecture, etc. But if if the trajectory is to a more unstable geopolitical environment then um you know <laughs> you should be you should be trying your best to make sure that you're not just hooked into one platform that you can you know jump across and 
Um, you know, we've been having to play that game for the last four years through uh, active, from active Stasi-like censorship, as we've been trying to raise the the concerns. <laughs> I was watching, let's say, watching Giga Spiral, and him. Well, he's, he's sort of. Well, he's he's on the same thing that there's there's no virus and. I was I was literally in a meeting with I'm not going to say who but uh is uh very well he's the head of uh, cardiology very big cardiology department and the he was saying to me that it it's carnage on in terms of treating patients um was before the vaccine and after the vaccine it's not it's not made much difference there's just a lot of people and this is what he said to me is like it's it's a hyper complex um, condition to treat it's very heterogeneous in how the people present etc and um you know he's he's no slow coach he's looking to try to do the best for his patients he's trying to find uh, uh, therapies that could um, alleviate what what he's seen, and you know it's sort of it, it just came up in discussion, right? Obviously because um, Charles is suffering from sort of cardiovascular issues, and you know so I, he came up in in discussion, and um, obviously Lindsay as well has got this sort of dis dysautonomia, and um, and he was he was sort of relaying that it it's so. <laughs> It's so hit and miss, right? It's not. It's not a case of seeing a presentation and just saying, "Oh, you you know what? Um, I don't know, <laughs> whatever, uh, chest infection or you know something like that." And you can write the prescription. You can get the patient through, and uh, there's there's nothing. Uh, and then you know you hopefully restore them back to functionality. And this, this is not happening. And so th there's this constant search for um, interventions that will, uh, will make a difference. And uh, the these are, you know, what he's describing to me, and, you know, we've got two very close, very close to me, um, in Charles, and Lindsay, having these same problems. And you've you've got numbskulls like Cooey who's just saying, "Oh, there's there's nothing happened, or, or or nothing happened." Then the shots happened, and I think that's a really moronic way of looking at what's happening. When you know, <laughs> if you can, when you think uh, all that wastewater uh, build up is not happening, and all the people, and there were there were many. I speak to enough clinicians to know that there were many people who who got messed up with COVID, and the so what what is what is Kui trying to achieve? So he's trying to say that okay, they've made they've made a clone that is okay. So a clone would be rec the recombinant biology that everyone's concerned about, and then it's gone and. Uh, it can't spread. So in his mind, there must have been not just, you must have had a fucking army of people going around seeding this pathogen in his mind that would be brewed up infectious clone that can't do anything. 
accept the initial uh, the initial uh, insult. And then um, all these people somehow turning up and, you know, the the presentation is, like I say, complex. You've got the dysautonomia and then you've got the people who have um, chronic um, myalgia and um, malaise. And, you know, we were we looked at that paper that was, you know, it was nice that they looked at muscle tissue and they find the amyloid in the muscle tissue. And, you know, we spent a lot of time just thinking about um, he, 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 ha he hadn't really been thinking in terms of amyloids, et cetera. It was about um, immune dysregulation, um, mitochondrial function. And of course, these are, these are all good, good approaches to try to um, tackle this complex system. But it wasn't on his radar, uh, the amyloid. And the um, this the the fact that you have this widespread symptom now that is uh, that we're actively treating right with collaborators uh, in Germany, where the the strategy has been to try to take those amyloids out of the blood. Right, and we're seeing essentially a um, quite quite drastic changes in in patient presentation. And you know, all I can do is look at the reports and um, provide input that way. But um, it's you can't get such the, such a widespread effect, right, through. What's that stupid Giordano clip, right? You, you put a few sentinel cases and then you um, you do it through hysteria. Hysteria isn't going to fill muscle up um, with necrotic tissue and amyloids. Sorry, that doesn't happen. People don't just uh, <laughs> kill over uh, with uh, well, essentially heart failure, etc. And uh, all, all these things. It's it's a nonsense. It's a nonsense position, and then you want to go and say, "Oh, it's it's transfection." But then he doesn't want to say anything about transfection because I don't know what it's each each component fits together as a biowarfare assault, and and so it's like the it's like a stuck record, and no, no attempt to sort of do any anything productive it's the elevation of you know again uh rancor i can't i can't believe anyone who's done phd well, like degree level you should be able to look at what he's presenting and look at the curves that he's projecting and know that that would just that, i can't believe that that would pass uh review it wouldn't get over uh my desk that's for sure and but that that's this um circle that he's going around and um i'm well it's a it's weird it's weird and <laughs> for the rest of the world the rest of the world is literally treating patients i'm convinced now i'm just i'm i've got to do something and so what can i do i can test i can test those vaccines and I can whack it in some rodents, and uh, we'll do, we'll do the histochemistry and see what we get, and hope that the hope that the vaccine is still viable. 
Um, Rancor looks like a K26R rat and a hardcore socialist. Yes. All right. Um, Doggy says, can we can visit me and I'll coop on him. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Dr. Laurie says, my father died after having an enormous mass of amyloid and clots surgically removed from his lungs. Uh, Dr. Laurie, was that COVID-related, vaccine-related? How, how did that happen? I'm, I'm interested in all these cases, especially, especially when suddenly amyloid starts ramping and ripping through a population it's you know it's, the disease burden was there right we we it's not like it's a mystery to um to science what's unusual is that we've got this signal ripping through the populations and you know i, I was watching andrew bridgen in some again whatever some parliamentary uh waste of time as he's trying he's, he's laying out so he's talking accurately about what's happening but it's it's so and he's he's pushing the limits in in the data that he's presenting right and you know the the uk data is pretty clear right uh, i'm i'm going to pick up what they're putting down and when the head of uh, oxford whatever it was, evidence-based medicine comes forward and says, we're losing the young, or not the, the, you know, 40s, 50s, and younger as well. We see the deaths in those, those areas. And it's heart-related conditions. It's blood-related conditions. We know that these, uh, these peptides and lipid nanoparticles are causing amyloidogenic um, cascades. And... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to help people who are just um, so uh, detached or divorced from reality. Not that I would want to help Kui at this stage. Um, <laughs> he's a Judas, as far as I'm concerned, and um, has just done nothing but uh, cause division and um, <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> What to tell you? The viruses can't spread. Okay, okay. You you keep thinking that. Um, let's see. Island says they've been doing golf without an antidote fallback for their experiments for decades. The literature shows this. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know this for sure. This is this is not something that's being pulled out of thin air. We know that they're they've been doing this, and. In the in the current circumstances, until I know differently, I've just got to think that why why the fixation to gene transfect people that peptide, and you you look at the the literature that these transnational groups have been throwing out for decades. These are these are people who are ideologically possessed to the, the, the point where they they think that they can play God. They think that they should manage human populations. And, you know, it's it's not a hypothesis that can be easily dismissed when, you know, they're saying, Oh, we need to drop the planet's population by four four billion. 
and what they just zapped billions with what's potentially a long-term incapacitation and um well p p lethal <laughs> in a lot of cases you've got a thousand extra people dying every week in the uk right and i think that data is going to be pretty i'm not going to say the data is garbage it might be conforming to my um, confirmation uh, biases in some in some ways, but it's a signal that we see. And, and you know, to see this week that births have dropped fifty percent from last year to this year. That this is Sweden, of course. That just blows my mind, right? That any any data point like that. You, you've got to start thinking that, hang on, there's something more going on here. This, this isn't the, uh, it's not the after effects of um, lockdowns. You don't get a drop in births. And Sweden didn't even really lock down. <laughs> so it's, it's as much as I hate saying it, because I want to try to, maintain you know despite the ship hosting and you know what i consider to be entertainment for people you know i if i had to watch a science stream i would uh i'd watch this one just for just for shits and giggles but the um you have to think that there's malevolent intent in what they've done and if they've been saying if they keep saying oh we've we have a policy, a a overarching framework. We, we there's four billion of you lick spills. Come on, we've, uh, we need you getting into those suicide pods. Uh, quick, quick, quick! <laughs> I've got to. I'm forced. I'm forced right now to say, oh, that this might have been their their real attempt to do it. And if if that evidence holds. Oh, they spread via a synthetic peptide strapped onto a SARS backbone and then gene transfected that peptide into billions of people um, with results, as we were reading yesterday from Jean Claude, that you know, the off target expression products are well, potentially syphilis proteins and you know, stuff that you would normally uh, where you have sound mind say uh i don't want that um anywhere near me or my children or my loved ones um i think what you're doing is a um horrendous thing and of course all the all the talk where, where these people fixate on psychological operation yes of course they would do that of course they would use psychological warfare to get as many into the uh, I can't say you can't say ovens in this instance because uh, you know <laughs> we've we've done the calculations and ovens just aren't that good at um, disposing of of bodies and but you you line it up and you fire it en masse into the population and then you sit back and wait and you sit there and they must have, they must have made the calculation right even even if they think that it's got to be egalitarian, right? So they've, um, I'm sure some of them 
uh, took uh, saline at this point. But the um, they say, well, we're, we're, we're all taking a hit. We've all got to, we've, we've all got to, we've all got to pay the price. We've all got to stabilize the planet. There's too many of us. And they go, and then they, they would have sat there and say, well, how, how do we, um, what, what would be the blowback in this instance? And UFO limit hangers such as there should have been a baby boom after lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah, there should have been. And there wasn't. The only country that did, mind you was Israel. They had increased births. Um, funnily enough. Imagine my shock. And <laughs> yeah, now we've got a 50% drop. I would, I would call that unprecedented. That, that would be called in any other circumstances. If that was fish in the sea, right? Or f <laughs> whatever. Um, birds in the Amazon. That would be described as a population collapse. And we need to see if that if it holds across countries or not. And even even if even if it doesn't, right? And their their best attempts at doing this um smacks into the complexity of biology and it doesn't it doesn't take as many as they want in as uh, much time or as little time as they want. You don't just Say, oh, okay, I, uh, we'll just we'll just carry on as normal. These people have attempted to um, and have done uh, kill your loved ones, your friends, associates, uh, crippled your countries, and as we'll see in this stream, are dragging us further and further towards the precipice of um, maybe global conflagration. In my mind, I'm thinking they just want to destabilize a lot of regions right that that then that messes up supply chains then that does uh, a whole bunch strategically for them and the and then and, and then they climb out the other side and there's all that infrastructure still for them <laughs> and then they then they write the history books <sighs> But um, let's see. Messianism equals mess. Just look at the first four letters. Yes. Um, it's one of those things that's been weaponized. For sure, religiosity has been weaponized to bring us to this point. And, you know, that's kind of a shame because I'm in my more wiser years. I recognize the importance of it. Right. People, people need articles of faith whatever whatever you think towards the history and what have you um you're not forced in this instance to believe whatever muhammadism or abrahamism um there's plenty plenty for you to choose from but we know that that it has uh, a role in sort of stitching the fabric of countries together and yes it can cause conflicts as well but you know, we we should be careful about don't throw the baby out with the bathwater in this instance. And I think you just you're going to need these um, frameworks. Let's just we'll call them frameworks to lean on as you try to sort of navigate this space. And you know, for all its failings, the those frameworks would never, as far as I can tell 
from my time, someone perhaps could um, point me to the uh, Christian and Gnostic or whatever. Maybe in the uh, Talmud, there's uh, sections about um, it all. It, you, you've got to make it happen and exterminate the world. But there's um, th that's under God's hands, right? Not uh, not humans. Uh, you see, Eileen says metaphysics, faith, etc., is good. Just don't lose your sense of reason. Yeah, yeah. This is this is, and don't become overly overly dogmatic about um, reason itself, right? Um, because your things are subject to change. <laughs> it's that simple, right? As things become more sophisticated, I'm I'm having to adjust my position and from lab lab origins to oh this this looks way worse with this sort of um death metrics that we have and you know i j i just take a view that all of it should be included and i had a guy you get you can you can't convince me that there wasn't a circulating pathogen because it's just it's just there in the data and the uh, the pathophysiology is getting well mapped out now. Um, and there's doctors, like I said, there's doctors on the front lines treating this every day, right? And I'm, I know it's not just all vaccines. I, I, just, I just know too many people. You'd be surprised at the number of people that just do DM me just asking for advice a lot of the time. And I've tried this. What should I do with that? And you know, I try my best to um, guide people in this instance, and um, or, and I often pass them to someone who can help if I think I can't. And it's it's there. And what once you once you start going down, it was everything's fake, right? It was all fake, and then. You, you put yourself in a weak, a weak position, especially if you're not doing anything and you just become a, a giga spiral like Kui. Um, let's see. Roller Podger says Warrior Code and Natural Law work just as well and aren't a Jewish trick. <laughs> yes, man. Um, Bushido, man. Just the way. I think. I think you can. Once your frontal lobes have concretized somewhat and uh, you can get a bit of discipline and um, most people will get some sense of how how you're supposed to comport yourself. I mean, you know, I don't make the best example doing this, but, you know, <laughs> I was forced to do this this way um, because of the absurd conditions that we find ourselves in which is look if, if we've been uh, well you just say attacked right by any any metric the the untermensch us from the you know where you aren't having caviar dinners and um you know g and t's at 4 p.m every day although they have they have done that I think they've amplified that aspect. They've thrown the uh, the uh, how would you say overconsumption, overconsumption of goyslop to um, the the proles, and you see that in the um, 
well, to, to just just the general health of nations in the West, right? You look, you look round, you look round Japan, and like, I'm the fattest person in Japan, <laughs> nearly. I mean, I'm taking the piss somewhat, but uh, you know, it's most of the Japanese, despite having high carb diets, look uh, skinny and thin as rakes, and some, there's something different going on, and it's not like they don't have booze and. Um, but something's different. <laughs> the West has shot itself in the foot, man, and they're they're about to uh, have a whole bunch of us untermensch um, shot not only in the foot but uh, everywhere. So, of, of course, as I've had to get ready for this stream, um, I'm seeing I, I've been paying more attention as I've scrolled through, and I, I'm I'm finding the this FPV footage, very, very disturbing, man. It's, um, uh, just, just to be, I can't imagine what it's like, the trenches and all you can hear is, <laughs> fuck that noise, man. Imagine, imagine when they get to the point where they can just, they can put them in mega swarms. <laughs> World soldier, get out there! <laughs> There's just drones. Just as you turned into a fucking cringe click on the internet for uh, goons to gawp at. <laughs> what have we done? Uh, let's see. Bean Lord says Japs are five foot two and have bird bones. It's a different breed of human completely. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man, how they do it. Um, I mean, they eat a lot, and, you know, it's not... Uh, they eat carbs all day long. <laughs> that sticky white rice, they they love it. <laughs> Everything is is made from rice. Their desserts, rice. Aperitif, <laughs> rice. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Enjoy says... Oh, I guess, that, I guess I get um, comments coming in from Twitter, and I guess retweets as well. Uh, let's see. Throw all the bloody moil kosher bathwater off the <laughs> Look, and the way things are going in the Middle East, um, that may be happening. But uh, yes, things are picked up. So let's uh, let's dive into the stream and uh, begin with this. I don't know who's uh, making all these uh, sort of like Sega game cover things, but they're great. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, Zog. <laughs> so, if you wandered in here, wondering who I am, it's time for housekeeping. And my name's Dr. Kevin McCann, a systems neuroscientist turned renegade scientist, as I've been trying to pick through what is COVID and come through what I think I have to say. It, it's been, I don't think COVID is unrelated to the, the warfare and geopolitics that we're we're seeing right now it, it very much likely was a first salvo and you know the f the fact that iran and russia got hit so hard is a big big tell in my mind and so um you know in in this power play game 
I'm sure there, you know, as there's, as there's different hierarchies, there'll be those that operate at sort of national levels and then the supranational and, and the tables are flipped and they're all, um, they're all repositioning and just you, my uh, good listener, my advice is just, uh, say no to Zog. Um, you'll live longer and be happier. And, um, I'm hoping Zog can stay away from, uh, the Pacific. Let, uh, let the Ching Chongs have Taiwan. I'm not fussed. Sparacized micro drone swarms. Glory, glory. What a wonderful way to die for Zigzog and trans rights for big pharma. Yeah. That's what we've come to, man. And I just, I can't see, well, there's still, there's, they'll just force it by economic means, right? You'll, you'll go into the military because that's the only way to survive. It's the, it'll be the factory of the 21st century and it, only it's a meat grinder factory. If that's what, you know, <laughs> war is a good way to um, cull populations and, you know, who knows what's on the menu now? Because the, the, an a priori assumption would be that if they've used biowarfare once, then all, all manner of warfare is on the agenda. And I would imagine it's only going to get more uh, more sophisticated. And it may be, you know, all the, like I said it the other day, just all, all this talk of disease X, etc. That just that it, that may be done and dusted by the fact that they've um, mass mass prionized people, turned everyone into a walking prion bomb. Anyway, I'm uh, rambling on. That, that's me. If you want to find my uh, previous work, um, I, used to, I used to do good science, man. I used to enjoy it, but I don't think I could go back there. Not now. Um, all right. So I've got a tab. Uh, missing here. I need to go back and, um, of course, point everyone to mccairndojo.com. Uh, that's where you can follow me. Uh, should they should they try to take me down off Twitter? I'm still search and shadow banned all over Twitter. But you know my uh, <laughs> my, my uh, potty mouth and uh, taking gloves off style uh, is uh, it, it gives them an easy excuse. But um, you know. <laughs> it is time for the gloves to come off. Uh, let's see. They made COVID vax before COVID too. For sure, for sure, all the infrastructure was in place. For sure. You, you don't spin up billions of doses the way that they did. And I'm... As a... As someone, as people who are on the receiving end, you should just, you know, try to, um, you know, there's there's only so many that you can convince by uh, aggressively shoving data down their throat when you think that they're wrong. And it's it should be, you know, just more more a discussion about, well, you know, things look a bit hairy right now. What do, what do we do? How do we how do we um figure figure a way through this so that you don't you don't become a victim of zog and well i i guess withdraw from their it's their banking man that's how they get you debt debt and banking and they got a whole whole bunch of us i i can only 
you know, I may live in a hovel, but um, I don't owe anyone anything, which is a good place to be, I, I can assure you. And, um, you know, <laughs> just uh, pull out of that consumer targeted man they just get so many people <laughs> how many how many people just get sucked in by fucking black rectangles every year oh god i have that it's got five more megapixels uh wtyl chat isn't showing up on the screen god damn it why um i did it was working let's do this try this Test. There it is. It's coming up. Um. So anyway, uh, use those usury cards, gay pal, Patreon, buy me a coffee, subscribe to our cryptocurrencies, uh, join our Discord or Gilded Chat. You can register to be notified on that page by email, and of course, uh, links where I tend to hang out and um, answer questions. And you know, today, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bit about. Just what's happening? It just looks. It does look uh, a bit bananas. I'm. I'm generally. I'm not particularly spooked per se. I just. It's. It's the senseless loss of life that these psychopaths just revel in. That's. That, that, and we're just sitting here. And you are powerless, in most cases, to to have to. No, well, you're not powerless, but when when those moves happen, and it's like your country that makes those decisions, then yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. And if if they've got you by the balls with respect to debt, then yeah, I, I you know you can see why so many people get um, sucked in. Don't say anything. Just, just become another cog in the in the blood sausage making machine. Um, all right, this did Rumble recover at all? Yeah, so sort of kind of picked up forty eight people. Right, sir, my numbers. God damn it! All right. Uh, so uh, of course I'd remind everyone that um, we do have our own streaming video on demand platform. Uh, it's Spiffy. And uh, there you can see I'm live. Um, there's stuff going up. What's new today? Uh, recently added. Um, I investigated the UFO event in Peru. What? I, yeah, you know, I heard about. There's a whole bunch of UFO stuff coming out right now, and of course that that um, I watched one. That was that was that redacted. Some dude just saying that. Uh, Raytheon or like Lockheed or something, they figured out the alien technology and es essentially have their own fleet of <laughs> of UFOs and haven't told the government. And apparently there was uh, it was you know it's interesting. You know if I was if I was still into UFOs as a kid, I I loved UFOs and the idea of uh, aliens. And apparently I don't know JSOC and their whatever it was Lockheed I don't know Raytheon. Um, they've got their own recovery teams and they got into a gunfight in I don't know, it was Arizona, I think he said. There were two two dead and um maybe, maybe, maybe that's uh that's happening. Maybe maybe the uh the 
powers that be, they do have this alien technology and they're just, well, we do what we can. We can whittle them down and then we'll whip out the, uh, we'll whip out the new super tech. Maybe. I don't know. It's, I can't dismiss it as a hypothesis, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll try and just deal with uh, what's in front of me at the moment. But, uh, yeah, you know, you can see um, Zionism is trying to destroy. Every... I like this dude. I'd really like to uh, Today, speak to this dude. What is his name? Um, does it have his name? Um, I nearly got. Um, I nearly got close to reaching out to him but didn't happen um which is a shame because this dude is very very articulate um it's not showing up on the stream uh let's see i it is showing up i just tested it test there wtyl is working but you know what because i'm working getting out Little, uh, little hot. Oh. <clears throat> Hello, Commander Rixie in the house. Uh, good to see you, sir. Um, hope you're ready for, uh, <laughs> Is it going to be a live stream or are you recording it tomorrow? I, I hope it's a live stream so we can uh, we can stream snipe it. Please, uh, please say yes. All right. So let's do this. Who this nigger? Um, I can't remember his name. Um, he's a I think he's an Arab gentleman, obviously. But, um, you, you know, he's hypercritical of the West. Uh, or the West's position with respect to uh, um, the Zionist project. And, you know, I'm, look, <laughs> I've said it before, I'm very reluctant, or I don't want to be one of those push Israel into the sea just because of the amount of blood that it cost over a century in order to, um, for them to do that. So if they've carved that bit out through geopolitical, um, maneuvering um okay what they should what should happen is they should learn to um be more hmm, should we say uh congenial with their neighbors and you know perhaps the way the way to do this is the syncretization of all the different faiths, all the abrahamic face because it's like i say it's a, it's it's turned uh fulminatingly schizoid at the moment and some something needs to happen in that respect. You see, Rumble doesn't work in the US. Yes, I've heard this. Um, and yeah, you can see it in my numbers. I'd, I'd be at 150 people watching right now. So not sure what to tell you. We talk, you listen dot com. Um, you can watch the stream there. Better picture, better sound. And uh, yeah, support, support the platform. And uh, that means uh, we're geared up across multiple axes get ready for the uh, big chucker the big fight that's coming um <laughs> don't push them into the sea turn it into that russell movie Kurt russell movie escape from new york send them all there um yeah 
you know, there's there's got to be a way out of this without um, endless endless bloodshed, man. I can't keep watching young kids blown to bits by fucking JDAMs as uh, they've squeezed millions of people into a slither of land. I mean, it's small. I've been down there, been down that way. It is not, it is not a large territory. <laughs> and there are two million people in it. And um, despite, they can have whatever convictions they want, right? So long as they, most of them ain't hurting anyone. And they, you don't deserve to have um, 2,000 pound bombs dropped on uh, civilian targets, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, but anyway, it's it's all an amplification for bigger war and uh, more um, more grist for the mill. Kevin, have you been in the army? No, I tried. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. Uh, if I think back, right, if the, if there's some like cognitive psychic connection back to my past, I'm hoping that I'm influencing those those events in the past such that all the times that I got turned down and I got turned down in the US because I had the wrong visa I got turned down in the UK because I'd been in Israel as a postdoc and you know what that suits me just fine <laughs> that was someone was looking out for me in that instance and you know I was of course I wanted to sort of go in as a um specialist right because of the I was, I was qualified for sort of surgery like duties um but the i'm so glad man i don't know i don't know how i'd feel if you know um you're ordering young men who probably don't who probably don't fully understand what's happening and you're you're <sighs> Yeah, I'm. I'm not anti-military at all. What I'm against is the uh, the corporate, the the stealth corporate takeover that's occurred over centuries. So that um, you're not you're not a uh, you're not doing your duty for country. Um, actually, you've you've just become privateers for corporations, and um, they don't tell you that when you're signing up. Um, that meme says I was a pen swipe away from joining the military. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kevin, you're a top notch scientist. I believe nature finds a way to keep you out of bad places. Um, I hope so. <laughs> Just, uh, let's see. Did you push out a regular tweet? Did I? I, I thought I did. Let me, let me check. Uh, yeah. I did. Uh, Rumble's not working. Uh, I've had quite a few people saying it. It's not. So I just I just presume it's. Uh, I'm just taking this stream easy. If there's not the uh, audience, I don't know if I'll get to prions. Uh, uh, the prion paper is important because um, it's a look at prion burden in a, in an event that we know was constrained across time, right? which is BSE exposure. And that can give us some idea as to what to, what to expect uh, if there's been a mass prion exposure, prion epitope catalyzing exposure, I should say. 
just keep accurate. Um, hi, Kev. Dr. Laurie knows the Pfizer kiss my ass pick. It's a fake too. Uh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'd make it a uh, my wallpaper, Lindsay, but, you know, <laughs> Mrs. will get all pissy with me. <laughs> All right. So Charles is watching on Rumble right now. Yeah, there were there were just issues at the beginning with it, apparently, for some people. But um, you are not on my regular channel. Is that right? Oh. Really? I am? No, I'm not. I'm not on my regular channel. Shit. That's on me then. <laughs> That explains that. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll put out an alert for... Uh... <laughs> uh, let's, let's do this. Thank you for pointing that out to me. But um, let's do this. Quote. Correct. Rumble. Channel for today um move to wtyl rumble is wonky donkey nowadays yes yes do that anyway let's let's move on what do we have what do we have uh for world war zog oh i wasn't going to play that first i wanted to do this um igrc missiles hit anti-iran terrorist bases in syria Mossad Espionage Center in Iraqi Kurdistan. And uh, this this wasn't a mortar attack or anything of the like. Um, this is the core of the uh, Iranian military using much longer range ballistic missiles um, to target these I don't know if it's Mossad. But they also hit Pakistan as well which is kind of odd i'm not sure why they would try to take on well you know pakistan has closer relations with the west perhaps they're seeing uh build up you know pakistan was a route into afghanistan etc and the pakistanis are a say <laughs> a mercantile bunch so um maybe there's uh you know, there's a build-up there, perhaps from all that equipment that got left in Afghanistan. You know, what was it, $80 billion worth? And so they realize that they're being flanked on this instance. And so perhaps that's why we saw the strikes in Pakistan. I can't I can't think of any, any other reason as to why that would be, to tell the truth, if anyone's got any ideas. But... Um, Let's see, what was the incubation period for BSE after taking the burger? Well, it's anything from months to decades. We don't know. That's, the simple answer is we don't know, which is why I wanted to... Um, I wanted to uh, go through the appendix paper, looking at the appendix of uh, the UK population. You know, it's a, it's a nice way to sort of get a somewhat unbiased sample so um i don't know i haven't seen this video what's this one sure 
Um, perhaps that's that Mossad headquarters. It added that the strike came after gathering points of Daesh Takfiri terrorist group were identified in the occupied territories of Syria and destroyed with a number of ballistic missiles. Two terrorist blasts in Iran's Kemen leave at least 103 dead, 188 injured. The Takfiri group, and in Islam, Takfiri, you, you, you call someone Takfir if they're, you basically say that they're, um, oh, what's the word? When when you're, you you proclaim to be of the religion, her like they're sort of heretics, basically. I think I think that's how you would translate uh, takfiri. So, um, where were we? Uh, the takfiri group claimed responsibility for two explosions that killed nearly one hundred people, wounded scores of others. Um, oh, so uh, I don't think the ballistic strike, I've misunderstood this. Right, so there was the strike at Suleimani's uh, memorial. And yeah, the... <laughs> right, man. Fucking muzzies and their jihad. Those raphite dogs! Right, so anyway, last month, yada yada yada. All right, footage shows the aftermath of IGRC missile attacks. Okay, got some more footage, but it noted that the Mossad Center was used to develop espionage operations and plan acts of terrorism across the region, especially in Iran. The missile strike against Mossad Center against the Mossad Center sounds like a shh shopping mall <laughs> to develop espionage opera a, a banking uh, <laughs> operation and plan acts of terrorism across the region especially in iran the missile strike against the mossad center the statement said was in retaliation for the recent assassinations of the resistant front commanders especially those of the irgc by the zionist regime the irgc also assured the great nation of iran that it will find the malicious terrorist group that are active against the iranian nation wherever they are and will punish them for their shameful it's shameful Get my shoe off. <laughs> You'll get a shoe. Um, anyway, so. Oh, there's free replies. Let's uh, let's see what the free replies say. Why not Mossad HQ in Israel? <laughs> uh, bravo, that man. I'll, I'll give that a like. <laughs> I had Johnny in the chat. Pakistan is really a political proxy of the US. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, not not to be trusted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good to see you, Johnny. Um, so, what do we? Uh, yeah, I had uh, more uh, more strikes. We all lock. Yep, that was a ballistic missile. Um, what did that? That was like three or four hits I heard. One. Is that two? Three. Austin. 
Three. Two or three. Four. Two, three or four. Three. I'm going with three. Three strikes. Three, three, three. Right. Um... <laughs> Dr. Laurie says, in the spirit of transparency, Lindsay's hot ass is not my wallpaper. Thanks for the excellent suggestion, Kev. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Lindsay's got a hot ass. Uh, right. Um, yeah, more. Uh... Oh, holy shit, man. <laughs> What do you reckon the speed of that is? I mean, there's not a, like a sonic boom, right, before it comes in. Rixie! How fast is that thing going? <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. I don't know. If it, surely, if it's supersonic, it would be you would hear it with a uh, sonic boom and then the explosive crack, right? Or am I um, am I just getting all my physics wrong? Anyway, um, that's the missile strike. That's been the drama. Of course, there's um, there was all this stuff about Russian reconnaissance plane planes being hit. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. I can't. I've tried listening to the Duran lately and the um, supersonic see it, then hear it. Um, I mean, I would presume ballistic missile must have, it can't be just, uh, <laughs> you know, subsonic. It seems like, it seems odd to me that there's not, um, is that DC? <laughs> yes. Oh, we can, but pray, right? <laughs> Not that. No, no, I want missiles falling on the White House. But look, you know what? What moral authority does the U.S. have now? It's it's all spent because of their actions over the last decades. That you can't turn around to the Iranians and say, "Oh, you know, <laughs> bit out of line there, sending missiles uh, across uh, <laughs> across borders, taking out uh, assets. I guess terrorist assets. We set this game up." <laughs> All right, so um, one and a half Mac. Why is why uh, why is there no supersonic crack coming in? I don't know. What's this? What's that? Five hundred kilo warhead. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, what did we have? Oh, yes. Yes. We're bringing you uh, the finest footage from the front lines. Uh, the Yemeni special forces taking it to the Jew. Um, of course, uh, there's lots of talk about 
uh, attacks on ships, etc. I haven't really seen anything confirmatory myself, but uh, I, we have some special footage here. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the the Yemeni special forces are uh, taking on Zog. <laughs> It looks a shithole. <laughs> Look, man. I like uh, alpine scenes and, uh, you know, soaring, soaring mountains and crystal clear lakes. Uh, this desert garbage, <laughs> my thing, man. It looks shit brown. <laughs> Do they sell special speakers in uh... <laughs> it's always it's always got that funny tinny aspect to it, right? <laughs> What was that run? What's the dude? It's like uh, down my way. He say uh, he prances a bit like a shirtlifter. <laughs> What's this? What's this dude under me? Look, <laughs> not that I want a shirtlifter under me, but you know. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> What's that mincing faggot run? Is he? <laughs> That's fucking ace. You had how, how does Yemen have any money? <laughs> they don't have any oil wells, right? Saudi Arabia took all them. I mean, look, what do they grow any crops? Do they do anything except just kick the shit out of mountains? What the? That's army edition. <laughs> (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think they're flip-flops. The obligatory pickup trucks, of course. <laughs> they come for the Yehudi. <laughs> I could translate that bit. Allah <laughs> Akbar. Chasse. Tak vi. They hunt in gin, yeah. We're going to see the gin in a minute. can say is uh I, I appreciate the uh the sentiment there um you know being being nice and friendly putting out the US and uh <laughs> the Israeli flags in such prominent display what uh he's not gonna like that <laughs> the great battle of Zog <laughs> yes Damn fine gunnery. They took that sheet right out. For those for those not familiar with the local dialects there, when it when they're saying Yehud <laughs> It means the Jew Alhamdulillah 
<laughs> I wonder how much friendly fire happened that day. Uh, for sure, there was some. I mean, with the uh, prancing uh, mortar team. <laughs> Look at the scowl on his face there. Oh, you can't see it. It's uh, <laughs> he's under me. <laughs> just the the ignominy of uh, imagine imagine he gets one over you and uh, <laughs> you're uh, you're sitting there all polaxed on the floor as uh, he comes for his uh, neck smiting. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing in that region, man? What, can't we find other energy sources now? <laughs> we just wall it off. <laughs> the Tower Hamlet squad presenting. Yeah. We just have hook hand there, Muqtara al Sadir. Isn't he in American prison now? Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. Here comes the finale, folks. It's the Yehudi nest with all the tunnels. They gotta go tunnel breaching. There's more, uh, more prancing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, they put a li- little red arrow on their uh, on their targets. <laughs> I haven't seen that before. <laughs> they've got Shylock, they've even got really super long forelocks. <laughs> quick, quick, get to the tunnel, Shlomo. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Shlomo took it that day. <laughs> Bravo, Yemenis. Uh, yeah, they're, they're stepping up. Um, I know poked, boosted people's heart rate keeps spiking above 160 BPM when going for bike rides in our riding group. So I thought Apple advertising caught my attention. Yeah, you were saying the other day. Um, anyway, moving on. More war! Oh, yeah, this is apparently an aerial shot of the target now i don't know if that's real or not i would i would expect something coming in at mach 1.5 with a 500 kilo warhead to leave bigger hole in the ground but what do i know (laughs) but anyway it's all in pieces Uh, there was something else on here that caught my eye uh was it here oh yeah it, it this is the the reconnaissance plane that apparently got hit. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck being in that thing. All right. Was uh, there something else I saw up here? Um, yeah, that's actually a good thread from uh, Sensei Warlord, just about the um, the number of cruise missiles in inventory. And basically, ships go out and... They don't. They don't really have a reloading capacity, and um, we have, or I should say, Zog has limited limited stocks, uh, about three and a half thousand. Um, I suppose if they were nuclear tipped, uh, it wouldn't matter so much. But uh, joyful news for Europe: Poland issues military order. You have six hours to report for service. Um, it's posted fourteenth. Uh, I don't know. Okay. If this is real or not, I guess ask Caden in the chat. 
As of yesterday, Poland has issued a new directive that if you're called for military service, you have just six hours to report. The penalty for failure to report is three years in prison. You cannot make it there in six hours. Call the commander and explain why. If you fail to show up and avoid military service, yeah, um, clearly preparing for war. Uh, yeah, it seems so. And, you know, why? Why now? What are they doing? And is it is it all just to stop Trump? Eh, I don't know, man. Look, if there was one thing about Trump, apart from just being pretty funny as a. Yeah, I've got Sweden on the list. Don't worry. Um, the. He didn't start any wars. Right. He was he was, for all the shit that they threw at him. Right. That was the one president. That I, in my all my decades being on this planet since, well, you know, the first Gulf War, then we had Twin Towers, and then it's just been 20, 20 odd years of just this low intensity conflict where we've just been riling up fucking sand niggers to, <laughs> so they want to. They want to practice uh, taking out Shlomo in the desert. <laughs> what, the, what have we done? And in, at the same time, just have all them people streaming into Europe. Thanks, Zog. Really appreciate it. And uh, on, um, let's see, rumor on X is that Ukraine now has maternity uniforms for pregnant women on the front lines. Uh, I don't believe that, man. Pregnant women on front lines? <laughs> what are we going to do? God, bitch. Get that shell and packing in there. <laughs> chop, chop. Ah, me, me uh, contractions. <laughs> How's that going to work? Um, Germany lays out exercise scenario for potential conflict between NATO and Russia. Um, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, it makes sense if you've got a war on your borders. But the this is a war of choice by them, I'm afraid. They went along for the whole ride, and what were well, you could argue the Germans are just a vassal state, and it's, it's the it's the consequence of the Second World War. Oh, that reminds me, I was supposed to speak to this dude who'd written a whole bunch just about Soviet, the impact of Soviets on Germany, and uh, he's a historian. Um, I, I need to contact him this week. And, uh, of course, Swedes uh, spooked as government military say to prepare for war. And then, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sensei Warlord for this one. Um, this is the German army uh, now. 2023 versus 1989. Oh, shit.
they just don't have quite the panache <laughs> in 2023. Is that they just uh, carrying too much uh, tactical gear? They just can't move. Um, but anyway, a stark, stark difference. Oh, I'll have to go back to 1989. <laughs> no one, I know. All right, all right, all right. So, uh... oh yeah, this is. <laughs> Apparently, Russia blocks access to Pornhub and tells its people to meet someone in real life. Is this true? Is this true? I've got to, I've got to check this. Russia, Russia bans Pornhub. That's a pretty based move if they have done that. To tell the truth, Russia bans Pornhub. Ah, oh, 2016. Um, they knew. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What? Are, oh, yeah. So um, that's that's the geopolitics I had. Um, you know, short of posturing and um, I don't know what you would like. These are like parry type moves, I guess. And uh, let's see. East Germany, West Germany. They gave us Rammstein. Papi Putin keeps winning. Um, look, man, I, I wouldn't want to live in Russia. <laughs> Sorry, not my. I don't know though. Get a hot babushka, dashka in the woods. So long, so long as there was like minimal interest. Like I saw that, that someone was just doing this compare and contrast, and it was the metro in Moscow versus I don't know where it was, and everyone on the Moscow train was reading a book, and you know it's. I remember those times. Everyone just had a book on the train before uh, smartphones, and you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a testament just to the uh, intellectual intellectualism of the uh, Ruski. It's probably that they just can't get uh, signal down in the down in the metro. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've just become too. <laughs> To uh, sucked in to the uh, the digital uh, remain. Arkosh Kavash says Eastern European women are harsh. Yeah, man. Look, my uh, my girlfriend in Israel. I mean, she was a hottie. She was from Dagestan, and uh, but she'd come through this. She was a very talented artist, and she'd gone to like the Moscow, whatever. Um, school of art and uh let's let's just say she could be <laughs> she would be uh, uh tough uh <laughs> tough to deal with at times right <laughs> it was east german uh, yeah i was thinking it was east germany just by the um the helmets uh it was um quite distinctive looking all right uh i will see this john spencer says who made this a religious war jews or islamists debate the war um i want to i want to say look man they're they're in this seems like an eternal struggle my my take was that um you ain't fixing that um what's in the middle east unless there's this unless there's this syncretism of some sort they they do find some new books or i don't know something comes down on a golden pillar says oi abrahamists knock it off 
Uh, let's see. Slavs are pig-headed. That's why. That's ninety percent of why the war in Ukraine was fought, like it's World War One, because all they do is run at things like a human wave without thinking. Um, she used to beat Kev. Um, <laughs> she's look. I'm not going to deny that that happened. <laughs> she was uh, fiery, fiery, um, bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that ICJ thing done? Have they run that court case thing already? Is that anyway? Um, moving on. Yeah, I think we've done all this. Uh, should I do the pre on? Should I do the pre on paper? I I'm peeved that I've done the wrong channel. So I want. I think it's important paper. So. Um, I want to save it. Um, yeah, it was just passion. Um, you know. Sometimes, uh, you know, you just got to get, get on that filly and uh, ride it till it breaks. <laughs> That's me, people in real life. Hey, is your name Pfizer? Because you make my heart stop. Yep. Been a whole bunch of that going on. For sure, for sure, for sure. Do I do the pre on paper? I've got a bunch of pre on papers I had lined up. Um, I want to read this one. Um, this, you know, it's 2020. Um, we're 30 years post BSE exposure. Um, and yeah, I I ate a ton of those uh, pre-unloaded burgers. Um, I don't know. What does chat say? I could do. There was a, there was a paper that I was interested in. Um, well, there was this one: direct evidence of cellular transformation by pre-unlike p53 amyloid infection. I've been trying to get to that, and um, but there's a primate study. Is this one amyloids and brain cancer? How long is that? Long, 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 long. <laughs> I, want, I want the audience stomping up uh, if you want me to read that one. Bloody hell, <laughs> that's uh, that's a ten thousand word. No, maybe not ten. Five, six. Plants as vectors. Now, this was interesting. Botanitap. So I'm I'm trying to sort of scan the horizon of potential interventions. So a novel translation translational inhibitor of multiple neurotoxic proteins proves to be safe and promising in both Alzheimer's and Parkinson's patients. Now. This, of course, is a paper written by the company who has the patent on this drug. And, eh, you know, it's 2023. Maybe maybe they've got their miracle molecule. Perhaps. I don't know. Um, more Kristallnacht. Um, what, like more war? I don't know. Like, if the, the thing is, if you go, like, fishing for stories in the... It means just scrolling past all all these FPV footage, 
And I don't know why. I just find that footage really disturbing. There's just something about it, man. It's spooky. Spooky, spooky. Pre on paper, please. Um, there was... Where did it go? Is it this one? So this is a new one. Um, just out in December. Tau seeds from Alzheimer's disease brains trigger tau spread in macaques while a ligameric amyloid beta mediates pathology maturation. Um, there's this one. So there's prion or there's macaque. Macaque one. And this one is close to... Look, I'm, I'm going to pull out all the stops and I'm going to um, take the hopefully still active sealed uh, frozen vaccine and essentially do this experiment and see what we get and it, you know my my prayer for the result is that yeah we get something like amyloid beta amyloid happening maybe you know something like alpha synuclein in this instance um I would, but if we get prion oh I you know there's a there's a thing about you know when you when you take on the responsibility of doing an experiment you know there's there's a sort of I, I don't know like you win or you know, it's, it's like a, I guess it's like a bit like a game and you know if you get the data that you are predicting right you set out your hypotheses and um and then you get your data and if you've if you've managed to get it right um that means that when each time as you go for replication you you'll get it and you'll hone in and i i used to love that feeling i really did but i feel like if i get a confirmation that that catalytic seed spits, spits out prion that's just fucking depressing, man. I don't know what to, what how I'd feel about that. I really don't. Um, Doctor Lori says I predict prion. Yeah, just just looking at the molecular biology, I have to too, and I'm of the opinion that the molecular biology should um, just guide us until we know better, and the. Very few want to talk about it, and many want to run from it. And the the experiment must be well. You could argue the experiment's been done, right? They've they've put it into billions of people. And if it's prions, then it's seeding the environment as well. And that's that's a disturbing um, scenario, right? Think of all the kids that got shot up. Are they? Are they? We presume that they are. They're going to school and just <laughs> aggregating together and just sharing prions. We're getting heterogeneous, autocatalytic <laughs> protease and uh, protease resistant and protease sensitive that will spit out and uh, little little catalytic bombs. <laughs> it's just so. It's so disturbing, man. Um, 
amyloidosis whispering brain holes guide our path. Yeah. Uh, why is the chat so lagged on WTYL? Is it, have we, just, have we broke it with, uh, how many people are watching? Ah, 43. Um, is WTYL working with that sort of load on the server? A any issues? I don't, I don't see anyone, um, complaining as such. Is it, is it worked? Yes or no in the chat? Uh, we over here hate watching my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it tau seeds from alzheimer's disease brains are triggering uh alzheimer pathology in macaque um has wtyl gotten hacked before no no um we are very strong in in that department <coughs> um of course, there's always uh, the fact that we're reliant on an open source um, platform, potentially. Yeah, for some reason, it's showing. Let me let me just try and <laughs> showing chat from ages ago. Let me do this. Chat seems fine. <coughs> do this so every time i've tested it it's come through um yeah it's working right kev's rumble not streaming yeah like i say a lot of people well i've streamed on the wrong platform or wrong channel that's on me so that's why it didn't work um, but if WTYL was holding what was 40, 43, 42 um, concurrent viewers, that's pretty good. Um, it means that, uh, well, I, I want to see the, uh, the stats for the, for the stream, just to see, just to see how the architecture is holding up. Um, it's been duplicated messages. Yeah, I had a couple of windows open, so that might have been it. Um, so it's replaying from the start. Is that true? It might, it, like sometimes, and I'm not sure why. Look, it's working on my side. Look, that was me just uh, coughing up my goy slop. It it looks fine here, it says live. Look, man, the the pitch quality on um, WTYL that's that's way better than Rumble. Uh, works great, says Tishbite. Good to see you, uh, Paul. I hope you're feeling better. Um, I know you've been under the weather. I hope the uh, new year is uh, treating you a little better. Um, also, Trump was on Rumble Live earlier, and they messed up his audio. It says forty-six viewers this end. Yeah, that's that's great. To I wish people would get into the habit of yeah, I've got to make sure the chat is on, but people should be using WTYL. 
for sure. I mean, I like to see all the numbers on Rumble, but um, it would be it would be nice to. I want to see that platform grow, man. It was a lot of work to get it going. It is pretty functional now, and you know, if you want to stream, stream on it. I don't care if you're streaming. Uh, I don't know. If we just want hundreds of hours of people playing uh, Call of Duty on our, but um, it depends. There's no one set protocol or plan of care. Sound is really good on WTYL. Yeah. Uh, it's all good through. And yes, WTYL is better. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Kev, I can come on if you need me to. It just has yesterday's streams. Um. I mean, I don't. I, I'll. I'll pull Lindsay in. It's uh. So that you were wanting to come on now? <laughs> so I might just get an old message. Um, let me do this. Uh, you know what? I'll do it with Zoom. Um, cause, just because I've messed up the channel. and ah, Let me see. Let me see if uh, people are uh, funding the, <laughs> the science for today. Um, I don't know. Uh, people seem to look the fact that I've, i can keep doing this and um people oh yeah i'll, I'll do the science so <laughs> there's uh there's plenty of support i want to say thank you to uh let's see um tv vex gaza um vm cat and uh rob much much appreciated i'll do prions um that's enough motivation for me although i am very interested in this study because it's basically the type of research that i would do you know, direct direct into the brain doo -doo 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 -doo, and job's done and uh, you can tell a lot that way and this is like i say it's my plan right now when i finish streaming i'm going to be um, aggregating more stuff making checklists and um i'm going to uh, I'm gonna get some rodents and uh, <laughs> direct vaccine in the brain and see what happens. Well, then we'll cut it out and uh, do the immunohistochemistry. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we're getting old, old, old chats coming through. Do I have another? Hmm. Let me just see, check this real quick. No, there's only one one tab open. I don't know why it's doing that. I'll have to um, speak with uh, Simon. All right, so prions and the prevalence in Britain of abnormal prion protein in human appendices before and after exposure to the cattle BSE epizootic, meaning that it's passed from bovines into hominids. So widespread dietary exposure of the population of Britain to BSE prions in the 1980s and 1990s led to the emergence of variant Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease in humans. Man, the amount of fucking tatty school burgers that are... <laughs> Burger days were the great days. God. Like uh, all the other slop that we were, <laughs> you they'd, they'd be a bit crunchy because there would be uh, you know <laughs> gristle in there. 
<laughs> man, we suck that shit down, man. <laughs> Mackie D's was the uh oh that was that was the royal royal night out. <laughs> Get a good burger. <laughs> it didn't crunch. Um Teenagers with Louis Dementia in 10 years. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to do the pre on paper, Lindsay. Um, there's, uh, th th there's, enough, uh, there's enough for the doc to uh, keep, keep going. So um, thank you for the offer. We'll, we'll, we'll team up. We'll tag team on uh, when Charles is doing his uh, debate with Colin. All right. So uh, two previous appendectomy sample surveys. Uh, Appendix 1 and 2 estimated the prevalence of abnormal prion protein in the British population exposed to BSE to be 237 per million and 493 per million, respectively. The Appendix 3 survey was recommended to measure the prevalence of abnormal PRP in population groups thought to have been exposed to BSE. Immunohistochemistry for abnormal PRP was performed on 29,516 samples from appendices removed between 1962 and 1979 from persons born <laughs> between 1891 through 1965 and from those born after 1996. Um, 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 <laughs> Immunohistochemistry on 100-year-old samples? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and those from born after 1996 that have been operated on from 2000 through 2014. Seven appendices were positive for abnormal PRP, of which two were from the pre-BSE exposure era and five from the post-BSE exposure. That's odd, man. Wait, did it, let me read that again. Seven appendices were positive for abnormal PRP, of which two were from pre-BSE exposure era. Okay, and five from the post-BSE exposure period. None of the seven positive samples were from appendices removed before 1977. Or in patients born after 2000, and none came from individuals diagnosed with VCJD. There was no statistical difference in the prevalence of abnormal PRP across birth and exposure cohorts. Two interpretations are possible. Either there is a low background prevalence of abnormal PRP in human lymphoid tissues that may not progress to VCJD. Alternatively, all positive specimens are attributable to BSE exposure, a finding that would necessitate human exposure having begun in the late 1970s and continuing through the late 1990s. Well, um, for sure, they would have been putting the uh, bone meal and the rendered the rendered carcasses in the seventies. This, this I'm sure. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, let's let's get through the paper and just see how they've done their detection because um, the immunohistochemistry might be might be a false positive in this instance. So uh, let's begin. The dietary exposure of the population of Britain to bovine spongiform encephalopathy prions in the late 1980s and early 1990s led to the emergence of VCJD. 
This form of prion disease is characterized by a strain that is different from other forms of human prion disease, giving rise to a distinct clinical picture, biochemical pattern, and histopathological appearance. People affected by VCJD were significantly younger than those succumbing to sporadic forms of prion disease. A highly characteristic feature of VCJD is the accumulation of abnormal prion protein, also designated the scrapey form, a misfolded form of the normal host prion protein. In the lymphoreticular system, such as lymph nodes, tonsils, spleen, and lymphoid follicles in intestinal organs. Now, just that statement there should just make everyone just take a, take a wee pause as these people just said, ah, oh, it just drains into your lymph nodes, lick spill. What's the matter with you? Roll up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And lymphatic spread, it was, uh, what was her name? Fat Cat, right? Which she was, I was talking about, you've, you've <clears throat> it, it's one of those mutton um, wenches. And, uh, you know, I just got to say, we have the good looking chicks on our side. Um, they just have fat old mingers. Um, <laughs> the, she was like saying, ah, it doesn't, uh, it goes in a lymph, it don't matter. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that's the, that's like the primary target. These people, these people are just so, uh, so out of their depth. Um, uh, let's see, article three of suggested O2 February 21, peripheral prions in tissues. This interests me because of dear me. Yeah, I think I had that one as well, uh, ready to go. This is the same paper, I think. Uh, no, it's oh, it's it's this one that I wanted to read. Did I did I read this one? Am I? Oh, I, I meant I meant to read this paper, the twenty twenty three one. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. We'll we'll just um. I got to start again, haven't I? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm not with it today. I don't know what's the matter with me. Sorry. <laughs> I've goofed up. I've fucked up. Um, well, <laughs> but I did have peripheral, 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 peripheral. Um, Wide distribution of prion infectivity in peripheral tissues of VCJD, SCGD, CJD patients. And is this the one you wanted to? Yeah. So I do have that one ready, uh, locked and loaded. Um, let's let's do this one, the latest one, 2023 for appendices. So, so yeah, we know about the history and... Um, we applied a robust novel approach in the extraction of disease-associated prion protein present in frozen and formalin fixed samples of brain and appendix from a patient with pathologically confirmed VCJD. The extracted material was used to seed the highly sensitive protein misfolding cyclic amplification assay to investigate the in vitro and in vivo propagation properties of the extracted abnormal prion protein. We demonstrate, ah, oh, see, this, this is a single, single study. All right, so I'll go back to this one because it's the population one. So, um, do, 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 do. but I don't think this one is using the uh, cyclic amplification. 
So, do, 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 where were we? so what's the number of clinical variant CJD cases so far identified? It's relatively small, at 178 in the United Kingdom. It is conceivable that a relatively large number of people are infected. A particular public health concern is that infective individuals might pass the infection to others through surgical instruments, blood donation, or tissue and organ donations. And now, exosomes. This could lead to self-sustaining secondary epidemic of VCJD in the population. Several expensive and ongoing measures are in place to mitigate these risks. A number of studies have been conducted to improve the accuracy of VCJD abnormal PRP prevalence estimates. The first study of appendix and some tonsil tissue from operations conducted between 1995 and 1999 found three positive samples out of 12,674 screened for abnormal PRP using immunohistochemistry supplementary yeah, yeah okay we'll skip that um this equates to a prevalence of 237 per million overall or one per four thousand of the british population in the 1961 to 1985 birth cohort right, right, right in the <laughs> right in the target zone for that one uh the cohort in which most vcjd cases have arisen and one per four thousand i mean so just to put that in context, when we're talking about Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, we the estimate is one in a hundred will develop that disorder. And the that's considered a high clinical burden. So, you know, if you went to like three percent, four percent it would be putting massive, massive strain on the infrastructure that we have right now. So one per 4,000 is, yeah, it's not a, um, it's a low, <laughs> put it that way. But, but they're right. Does it have the potential to spread? And what happens, what happens if you've, uh, you've got a catalytic seed just uh, shot in to millions, millions Right, so the second and larger appendix screening study comprised appendix samples from operations between 2012, 2000 to 2012. 16 abnormal PRP prion positive samples were found in 32,441 appendix samples from those born between 1941 and 1985, a prevalence of 493 per million or one in 2,000 of the British population. Yeah, bigger. Uh... <laughs> During the completion of Appendix 2, the Transmissible or TSE Risk Assessment Subgroup of the Advisory Committee on Dangerous Pathogens, the successor to the SEAC, Spongiform and Supplopathy Advisory Committee, advised a further similar survey should be conducted on tissues from a control population, i.e. one thought to have been unexposed to BSE. A third national survey, the Appendix 3 study, was a therefore designed to test the hypothesis that there would be an absence of samples positive for abnormal PRP and appendices removed from people from outside the population considered most at risk of acquiring VCJD from the BSE via the food chain, i.e. appendices collected from operations performed either before 1993. You've had enough? Never enough. Never enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you to... Um, Oh, it's going to kick me out. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, whoever that was, um, as this tries to log me back in. Um, where were we? 
So these periods and both co cohorts in Britain are composed of persons whose exposure to BSE through the food chain is expected to have been extremely low or negligible. Um, those Hindu appendixes, <laughs> they were, they're valuable commodities now. Uh, got my boots. Uh, says, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, so the study was designed to be both feasible and sufficiently large to show a prevalence difference from Appendix 2. If there was a real prevalence difference, then the observed prevalence in the Appendix 3 survey would have needed to be zero or very low, essentially no more than one positive from 15,000 or two positives from 20,000 Appendix samples. So sample collection, data handling and technical procedures, including equipment and antibodies, were performed as for Appendix 2. However, the inclusion of historical samples dating from the 1960s required wax block re-embedding as described below. Um, consent and ethics, we'll, we'll just presume they got that. Um, sample collection, anonymization, and data handling. Okay. Preparations of sections. Yeah, so they're, they're basically just doing immunohistochemistry, which is what I will do. Um, it's not a... Well, <laughs> I'm going to have a few practice runs, put it this way, just to uh, shake out the rust um, in the coming weeks. All right, so a first micro microscopic assessment and screening was performed by a histology technician to determine the quality of immunostaining and morphology of the section and to assess whether the originating block was of sufficient quality and interest to continue through to secondary preparation. Okay, an unsuitable sample was defined as lymphoid tissue containing fewer than five secondary lymphoid follicles or other non-appendix tissue which may have been collected or retrieved in error. <laughs> but they took out the wrong bit. <laughs> Dear Leader Biden, in the future, we will have every hospital bed filled with dementia patients. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> Wasn't it Martin Luther King Day the other day? The pulmonologist didn't even know what the amyloid was. He referred to it as a massive clots and strange tissues. Um, I, I had this discussion with a cardiologist literally 12 hours ago. I mean, he was aware of it by the time I got to speak to him, but um, the it, it it wasn't really sort of on his um, radar until uh, uh, up until recently. So uh, let's just leave it at that. So where were we? The abnormal accumulation of PRP, i.e., staining detectable above the methodological threshold set by technique optimization in controlled populations, is considered a surrogate for detection of abnormal PRP and henceforth referred to as accumulation of abnormal PRP. To investigate FEE specimens, secondary preparations included repeating the staining and/or applying alternative anti. PRP monoclonal antibodies. From every FEE block, 17 additional sections were prepared and mounted on glass. Like, yeah, 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 we don't care about that. Expert examination. Expert examination categorized samples as either positive, suspect, or non-specific, or negative. Positive sample had to show immunostaining or characteristic FDC network within germinative center of a follicle. At least one follicle had to contain a small network of immunopositive FDCs. The positive FDCs had to be present either in the same follicle in consecutive sections or in a different follicle on a deeper section. A suspect sample would have weak staining in a follicle but in an atypical pattern or weak or equivocal staining not reproduced in consecutive sections. Specimens classified as non-specific had non-specific staining or diffuse reactivity of the entire follicular area, a poor definition of the positively labelled cells. 
for very weak immunoreactivity in all sections, including the repeats. Samples were classed negative when they showed no immunostaining reactivity or presented only non-specific staining of non-FDC structures within follicles. Um, staining of structures outside the follicles, such as nerve fibers, macrophages, mucosa epithelium, and myofibroblasts. Why, why would you consider it an... If you've got a hit with... Irrespective of the tissue, I would, I would, I, I'm not sure why I would reject that. Um, I, I suppose they're just trying to um, keep the uh, confounds down. But um, I, I wonder how much tissue they did get that was positive. Uh, each expert prepared written reports on each specimen set that were returned to the coordinating centre without knowledge of the other experts' conclusions on the same specimen set. Finally, all the expert histopathologists met and together reviewed each written report and slide set to arrive at a consensus opinion. Um, determination of the prion codon 129 genotype. Um, so, and a selection of others was determined using allele discrimination with minor groove binding probes for primary assay on RT-PCR was used, which was confirmed with a PCR-based restriction endonuclease analysis. Ah, oh, that PCR is fake and gay. Slide management and archiving. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, we don't need that. So, results. Um, abnormal PRP accumulation was detected within the, whatever, seminal centers uh, of seven appendices out of 29,516 suitable examples. Seven. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not uh, knee-trembling uh, figures. Two of the seven positive samples were from the 14,692 appendices removed at operations conducted in 1962 through 1979. And both these positive samples were from five, the 5,865 appendices removed in 1977 through 1979. Okay. Both these positive samples were from 77 through 79. Yeah, I mean that. that it's, I want to say, like, Mad Cow really was like. I want to say like eighty five. Eighty five to like the early nineties, just just from memory. But I, I I could be, I could be wrong. So. The other five positive samples were found in the 14,824 appendices from people born in 1996 or later and removed at operation in 2000 through 2014. All five were in the subgroup of 10,074 born in 1996 through 2000. Therefore, none of the seven positive appendices were in specimens removed in 1976 or earlier, nor in patients born in 2001 or later. Okay. So you've got a fixed window. In addition, using the available clinical data on operations involving the 178 known VCJD cases within the UK, it was deduced that none of the seven positive appendices could have been in tissue that originated from these known VCJD cases. So um, let's try and does this, let me, okay. Yeah, so 1980, like there, it's 1985, that's when it started. What did I say? 85, 
and yeah, it peaked just after the 1990s, and then then VCJD emerged. And literally, I was at university whilst this was ramping up, <laughs> and then we had the we had the Center of Excellence in Edinburgh. So I I had a lot of lectures about prions. <laughs> I didn't realize they'd come in so useful. All right, so age at BSE peak, so 7 to 31 years, age at appendectomy, 10 to 38 years, appendix 1, appendix 2, okay, so we've got 3, and age at appendectomy, appendix, sorry, appendix 2, 15 to 51, 40 to 71, okay, kind of interesting, and here was the year so from the 2000s onwards i don't know seven right seven they claim they got so they got these early ones and then they got these late ones and basically you know if you're unfamiliar with uh, immunohistochemistry what you're trying to do is um you're well, it depends on the technique, but basically you put a primary label on the, uh, an antibody that has an epitope that will bind to your peptide of interest. You, you try to block the um, binding to other um, peptides, like bovine serum or so, you know, something like that. And then you, you then use a secondary antibody which will attach to the first antibody and it has a stain on it and you know the usual standard one is like um biotin or uh hrp horseradish peroxidase and it'll give you a brown looking stain and then you stain the other cells with like um h and e staining or i don't know what that is hook staining maybe so outcome of the previous oh well sorry let's go back So just from looking at that, they look like, I mean, the first one is a little um, patchy. It's not a clear signal, but th these ones at the end certainly are strong. And this one here. So while almost all patients with VCJD were homozygous for methionine at PRMP codon 129 in the previous Appendix 1 and Appendix 2 studies, the valine allele was present in some of the positive appendix samples and at higher rate than expected for the UK population. Genotype frequency. <clears throat> in this Appendix 3 study, four of the seven positive samples were codon 129 heterozygotes and two of these were from the cohort born in 1996 or later. There was no discernible relationship between the genotypes of positive samples in either Appendix 3 or 2 studies and the indicators of immunoreactivity strength. Moreover, critical appraisal of the histological findings in both studies showed no consistent differences between any of the positive samples. Okay, so just what, what does that mean? The histopathology across whatever appendix one two and three um is the same now 
I wonder. Well, it must it must tell us in this study, but whether the individuals developed CJD or are they being monitored? So the statistical analysis found no difference between the prevalence observed in Appendix Two study of four hundred ninety three per million and the Appendix Three study prevalence in appendices removed between nineteen sixty two through nineteen seventy five of one hundred thirty six per million, nor with Appendix Three study prevalence in appendices from those born in nineteen ninety six through two thousand of three hundred thirty seven. Per million. When the two groups before 1980 and after 1996 in the Appendix 3 study were combined, the central prevalence estimate for these groups was around 1 in 4,200, 240 per million, compared with 1 in 2,500 per million from the Appendix 2 study. However, this difference is not statistically significant. The results also are also very similar to the Appendix 1 study, which examined the samples from the 1961 through 1985 cohort and found three positive samples in roughly 12,000 tested, a rate of positivity of 1 in 4,000. Further post hoc investigation of the year of removal of appendices in Appendix 3 showed that the samples that were positive from the latest taken of the pre-1980 appendices from patients born earliest in the cohort from born from 1996 so in both cases, close to the proportion previously considered at higher risk. Whilst this is an interesting observation, it should be noted that this clustering of cases close to the higher risk populations was not statistically significant. Okay, so actually, that's you know, it's one one test, one um, one bit of data, and you know the the con the, the concern had been well be before chronic wasting disease. I think prion disorders were well, and before the move towards Parkinson's and Alzheimer's being considered prion like disorders, because of the sharp uptick and then drop in variant CJD, I would I would have said the opinion was that it was um you know, complex, but contained, and so was very much at the periphery of neuroscience research. You know, it was you know, of course, familial CJD. There were you know, there was always that aspect to it. But in terms of like the academic space, um, you know, short short of lectures when I was at Edinburgh, I can't think of I can't think of many had one in Paris, that was for sure. And then, you know, I think I think that was probably the last dedicated prion lecture I had. And it was a French dude. I can't remember his name now. Anyway, that, that doesn't matter. So, um, it it had always been considered, you know, a sort of uh, interesting phenomenon. Not not such a huge deal and that, well except with respect to your food chain for the food chain it was a big deal and so the infrastructure in the uk was was changed massively and there was all this jostling and uh, no more british beef please uh, <laughs> we'll take uh, we'll take that filthy uh, filthy argentinian beef
Okay, so the Appendix 3 study was designed to measure the prevalence of abnormal PRP in appendices removed in operations performed before 1980 historical and after 2000 in those born since 1996 new, i.e. in appendices taken from outside the population considered most at risk of acquiring VCJD, BSE-related prions in the food chain. The overall prevalence of immunopositive samples found in these groups that were assumed to be unexposed to BSE was not lower than the prevalence in the most highly BSE-exposed cohorts surveyed in Appendix 2 study. Examination of the available data on the appendectomy history of each human VECJD case to date showed that none of the positive appendices from this study, nor the Appendix 2 study, could have come from the 178 known VECJD cases in the UK. The absence of a consistent difference between the individual positive samples within Appendix 3 or between Appendix 2 and 3 is noteworthy. It might not have been possible to infer from these data alone that differences in immunostaining pattern of individual samples relate to source or strain rather than host or age of sample. Had we seen such differences, it could have been suggested different sources for the abnormal PRP detected. Yeah, so what 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 does it mean that there's no there's no significant difference? If, if it's coming from populations that shouldn't have been exposed, so post-1996, that would imply some community spread, I would presume. That, that's, that's what I make of that. So one question is whether IHC staining found in these prevalence studies was necessarily related to VCJD. The pattern of the staining observed in the positive specimens, however, is highly distinctive and consistent with that found in VCJD cases, both before and after onset of clinical symptoms. The abnormal accumulation of PRP in lymphoid tissue, as detected in immunohistochemistry, has only ever been found in humans with VCJD and not in other human prion diseases, such as sporadic CJD and the transmitted forms of iatrogenic CJD or Kuru. That's odd that Kuru doesn't um because that that's ingested so you, you you would presume that it would be in the in the digestive lymph mm, well sorry Uh, Two interpretations of the prevalence of abnormal PRP in different populations in Britain may be given. First, there is no significant difference in the prevalence of VCJD-related abnormal PRP between any of the appendix survey populations, i.e. there is a low background prevalence of abnormal PRP in human lymphoid tissues that may not progress to VCJD. This background prevalence is unrelated to the intensity and extent of dietary exposure to BSE. The alternative interpretation is that although there is no statistical difference in the prevalence of VCJD-related uh, abnormal PRP across birth and exposure cohorts in the population studies, the central estimates vary in a direction consistent with the changing intensity over the time of the observed BSE epidemic in cattle. All positive specimens may therefore be attributable to BSE exposure. Mm. Yeah, but what what's their reasoning for why why would the population get BSE exposure in well, I guess I guess you can say it's just it's still sneaking through the food chain. 
then you've got to you got to trace back to a source. So potentially, you could say that it might be like a sporadic form in cattle that they get. Like the, let let's say it's sort of similar to scrapey in sheep. And how would it get in the food chain? So in the UK, I want to say it's like cattle that are meant for food. It's like two years, two or three years that the cow is allowed before it can go to slaughter. And maybe, maybe those sneaky farmers are putting in some older, older cattle to, uh, or, or for another reason, someone, someone is disposing of, uh, human, human prion protein into the food chain in those abattoirs. Um, now in the UK and some of the sketchy, uh, <laughs> I could, I could see that happening. All right. Um, so this second interpretation, however, suggests that human exposure began in the late seventies and continued through the late nineties, albeit at a much lower rate than in the mid eighties. Although, oh man, I was, I like say, man, I was stuffing burgers down there. <laughs> we used to get these packs of you know it, it would come in it's like communist <laughs> communist packaging i remember it sainsbury's sainsbury's burgers or tesco burgers <laughs> and they would look gray <laughs> they would look fucking gray man crunchy <laughs> crunchy gray burgers I weren't I weren't big on fish or anything, and uh, I don't know chip shop fish. I didn't mind Let's, as long as it had no bones. Ain't got any bones in it, has it, Mister? Oh, fish and chips, no bones, some scraps. So. Back calculation models indicate that cases could have been occurring and infectivity possibly entering the food chain for several years before the disease was identified in cattle. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. In addition, the origins of BSE have never been unequivocally established. Like a port and down. So it could have been present at a very low pre uh, prevalence for a long time prior to its amplification through the animal feed chain. Cases of BSE continued to occur in animals born after the total feed ban put in place in the UK in July 1996, the reinforced feed ban in Ireland in October of the same year, and the total feed ban in the rest of the EU in 2001. And such cases could provide one possible route of exposure for the VCGAD cases identified in the post-1996 birth cohort. Additionally, it's been demonstrated that sheep are susceptible to BSE and the disease can transmit between sheep under field conditions. It has never been isolated from commercial sheep populations, but it's been observed in goats. Just, in, just imagine if they found out your woolen jumper was a, was a source for prions. Sheep passage BSE can demonstrate increased virulence on subsequent interspecies transmission. Yeah, so this, this is what we read about the other day in that review, which I, I enjoyed that review about the heterogeneous and how when you when you passage from one species to the other and bring it back, somehow it gains uh, like a super virulence. 
All right, so where were we? Uh, a non-bovine route of exposure is therefore hypothetically possible. Neither interpretation on its own is entirely satisfactory, it is, and it's possible to speculate about a combination of both. There could be background prevalence in all groups, plus some additional prevalence associated with BSE in the most highly exposed population. Detailed appraisal of the histological findings, however, showed no consistent differences between the positive samples that might have indicated two or more different sources. A large study of a population entirely unexposed to BSE prions would be necessary to determine whether a background prevalence exists, and such a study would pose additional challenges to those faced when implementing the appendix-free survey. Whichever interpretation is preferred, the contrast between the prevalence of abnormal PRP and the number of clinical VCJD cases seems to date mid-2020, strongly suggests that possibly none of those in whom abnormal PRP is detected through an anti-mortem lymphoid tissue survey will develop any symptoms of prion disease. Uh, whichever the contrast between the prevalence of abnormal number of mid-20s from... Okay, so the fact that, that, that they had that blip, the 170 cases, and then it's gone down means essentially means that it's being held up in lymphoid tissue and not not catalyzing into the brain which you know it make it makes sense that the lymph would have a or you would expect the immune barrier to be um you know you, you've had to evolve with amyloids and so you know those it, it's that barrier especially like your gut, right? Because it's, it's so long and the exposure would be, um, well, depending on speed of digestion, but let's, let's just say 24 hours, it's sort of tracking through your gut. And in this, how, how does that compare to what we see with the current state of affairs, which is, oh, we've got circulating spike protein for months and we've got continued reinfection running through populations. All right, so new research proposals have been sought that utilize some of the archived additional slides and cuts of formalin fixed tissues from each positive appendix. In response, laboratory investigations are underway to elucidate the nature of the immunopositive samples. One approach is using in vitro conversion models to amplify the abnormal prion prior to conducting Western blotting analysis and transmission studies in mice. Another is attempting discrimination of VCJD infected from uninfected fixed tissues through DNA methylation array profiling. A variety of risk management measures remain in place to limit the risks of person-to-person -person transmission of prions by blood transfusion or by reuse of surgical instruments in the general population. Whichever way the appendix-free study is interpreted, the prevalence range of prion infection remains a concern and maintenance of the full range of precautionary measures is a judgment that would need to be balanced against the costs and benefits these risk reduction measures. More specifically, it is reasonable to assume that the highest prevalence of asymptomatic infection is in the cohort that had greatest exposure to BSE and which contains all known cases of VCJD, the 1961 to 1985 birth cohort. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> all right. So the findings of the Appendix 3 study, however, challenge the assumption that a specific cutoff date defines a low risk population i.e. those born after 1996. Therefore, the difference between the interpretations of the appendix-free prevalence has practical implications for risk management. 
the discovery that not only PRP, but also other proteopathic seeds, such as amyloid beta, can be iatrogenically transmitted between humans has in the last few years received significant attention. I wonder what uh, is that? Is that that review? Um, Uh, whilst experimental transmission of amyloid beta have been demonstrated for some years, the observation of human transmission of amyloid beta through contaminated human growth hormone, oh yeah, I remember that now, <laughs> yeah, um, has prompted additional studies examining the potential transmission through other human-derived products, such as Duramada transplants, intravascular immobilization material, and through surgical instruments. The transmissibility into susceptible animals of amyloid beta contained in human growth hormone preparations has provided further evidence of the historic role of this product in the development of cerebral amyloid angiopathy potentially lethal vascular disease in affected individuals. These observational and experimental studies have put new emphasis on the necessity of adequate surveillance of relevant human diseases, sensitive detection of proteopathic seeds other than PRP, and their effective decontamination, for example, on surgical instruments and medical devices. In conclusion, the Appendix 3 study has not produced a clear answer to the question of whether the presence of abnormal PRP as detected by IHC in the British population is limited to those exposed to the BSE epizootic. The results raise the possibility of abnormal prion exposure both before and presumed BSE epizootic and after 1996 when exposure to BSE-related prions in the food chain in Britain was considered extremely low. So, you know, they, they're, they're seeing it as a concern. Um, my position was always, well, like I said, the, it, it was considered like an oddity. And, you know, I, I guess if you, it is, it is interesting. And it, uh, but in my mind, it sort of, it, it, it sort of ballooned in the UK. That was my impression of it. Everyone was all like, oh God, what happens now? And then it's gone away. And then it's sort of, it's crept back in as this amyloid of the prion hypothesis around neurodegeneration has gained weight and we start to see protein misfolding starts to become central to a lot of the pathologies, chronic pathologies, cancer, neurodegeneration. Um, and I don't know, man. <laughs> misfolded proteins are, are not a good thing. So... Uh, Let's see. So that's the paper done. Um, uh, okay. Um, Dr. Laurie says, his severe breathing difficulties and buildup in his lungs happened following infection. He got injection a few weeks later and declined quickly after his second Moderna. That's when they saw masses on imaging tests. Uh, sorry to hear that. Um, Yes, when are we going to see Rixie on with Cullen? Where can we go to hear you? Well, I'll try and do it here, but I don't know if they're doing it as a live stream or recording it and then going to, I don't know, cut it up. Maybe the incubation is so long we don't catch it. Yeah, well, I think it's it's the gamut of neurodegenerative disorders that are the indicator that, that these disease processes are happening and what what initiates those and so the 
thinking has coalesced around, well, what what causes seeding? Well, you can get exposed to the prion itself, like through um, the, the food chain, but the um, there, there's always this burden around why you're getting Alzheimer's, etc. And, you know, you can find familial genetic predispositions, but the, the there's always this large class of, well, we don't know. We don't know why you've got it. And um, I think um, my hypothesis would be that cross-seeding is f a bit more common. And that's that's that paper we looked at the other day, which is something you get heterogeneous um, aggregations, and then you can get dominant and subdominant strains and they may be implicated in these um, idiopathic disorders. And, you know, that burden was like, okay, we've, we've, we're managing that. We, we, you know, we can run hospitals, centers of excellence, and, you know, you may not think or you, you may have bad experience with them, but, uh, you know, there is some infrastructure there. The, the issue is what happens if... We suddenly find ourselves in the chronic wasting disease paradigm where there's just this exponential spread, um, essentially. And it's not over like a, a, a couple of winter seasons, right? It's just it starts and then it's going up and you see the, um, the data with respect to the U.S. And what happens if that starts happening in humans because you had this mass exposure and it went past immune barriers. That's that's what we're waiting for. And ah, man, God, I I wanna be wrong. I want to be wrong. Alright, so um uh but I read that, read that. Um Thanks for going through this paper. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I've got a whole bunch of pre-on papers that I want to go through. There's also, like I said, there's there's a few on the um, therapeutic side that I think are worth looking at. There was that Benabinab, uh, whatever it was called, Benapinab. I did that code. Yeah, lovely. Another time. Um, I want to see yeah, the human growth hormone and amyloid beta pathology induced in humans. So this is this is why I wanted to look at this uh, monkey study, um, because this one, you know, when you when you can go in and you've got precise control over the factors leading to the um, presentation of the illness that you you're interested in studying. Um, this this to me is of great relevance and you know of course you're saying well you know people aren't getting it getting injections in the brain well maybe but we know lipid nanoparticles go to the brain and we know that the threshold for causing infection is low when it when it happens so it's that um they call you typical white figu <laughs> yeah um Global gain of function experiment. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the 
increasing amounts of the wastewater, right? If you look at the wastewater, that tells you that there's ever more circulating um, virus going around. It may not have immediate effects, but the problem is, is you're getting compounding effects through continued exposure, and it depends how depends how the well, at least the, in, in terms of prion, the, the, we know there's a whole bunch of amyloidogenic epitopes. But does it does it maintain prion catalyzing activity? And do the new prion domains that have emerged, sorry, the amyloid domains, do they have prion catalyzing um, activity? That's that's the question here. Um, dental tool cleaning cannot remove a prion. Um, I agree. Uh, let's see. This is also interesting because appendicitis is a known jab side effect. Happened to a friend. 74 male, 2 plus 2 boosts, one week after number 4 emergency ruptured appendix. Yeah, I mean, because the appendix is, you know, it's not a vestigial organ. <laughs> um, it has a role to play. And, you know, maybe I lucked out having mine removed. Uh, let's see. Switzerland has already recorded two cases of atypical mad cow disease this year. Other countries like United States, United Kingdom, Spain, Netherlands, and Brazil have also been affected. Yeah, I know, um, Kat. And the uh, I take very seriously the data from Luc Montagnier and Jean-Claude Perez, where they found a essentially a 250% increase and in effects happening within day or weeks, I should say, of exposure tells me that there's been a big hit to the population and that is considering the window of time to symptom onset we don't know and they've just gone round <laughs> you go why why would did they insist on gene transfecting that og spike again and again and again why and right now and <laughs> just uh you know get your guard up right cat's mm. got a article let's have a look at this Okay, Switzerland has already recorded two cases of atypical mad cow disease this year. Yeah, in humans or cows? Cows. Yeah, 13-year-old cow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, hum it's the human data we're looking for. And, you know, the clinic that I'm collaborating with here they they said they just had two in a row and post-boost aggressive CJD. That's outside the realm of uh, the normal probabilities. Um, what, what had they seen since operating since 1938? And it's a family-run um, hospital. They In fact, they didn't know. <laughs> I think he said it's on like 10 years. I was at the... They were sort of discussing it back and forth in Japanese. But 
Um, yeah, two two quick cases in a row. Well, the end of last year. Um, uh, let's see. He still took another one despite me sending him papers. Stopped after that perpetual. Stopped after that perpetual cough. For now, um, Kevin is taking up sumo wrestling. No. <laughs> Same Vin, she got a JJ jab, had to get appendix removed about a year and a half later. Yeah. The HFS HFCS Goyslot is enlarged British women into monsters. Yeah, that's that's just a phenomenon all round West, Western countries, man. Uh, we're all turned into fatty bum bums. Big women need loving too. They do indeed. Um Japs can't drink alcohol. Yes they can. <laughs> Um, distribution studies also, I know some power drinkers in Japan, man. Uh, let's see. Distribution studies also showed fairly high concentration of appendix. Yeah, I did that. I'd have the fat doc on my sumo team. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, strict eating habits serve you well, not like grazing Westerners. Yes. The Cullen debate is 3 p.m. EST tomorrow, roughly 16 hours from now. Um, Cullen's YouTube channel. Um, just put a link for that in the Skype for me, dude. Um, so excellent hypothesis. So if they're finding prions in peripheral tissue, maybe we can look for that instead of autopsy brains. Yes, yes. Um, I do think that's something to look at. And um, I, um, you would hope with this cyclic amplification that that they would be doing that. But if the, if they know that it's a risk, I think they would go to like the what, what, the thing that struck me about that bridge and. Um, statement was that the discussions in the COVID inquiry they've indefinitely put off the part about vaccines right so they know something's up right and they I, I guess they want to stretch it out and just say ah oh, we can um, we don't see any changes etc we can shuffle the data around and You all should be ready to stream because I predict Cullen technical difficulties to cover the mental difficulties. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Eating goislop all day like a cow has consequences. Hey, the original version of the sound of silence will always be the best. Okay, Rumble is not working. I've got some odd chats coming in. It seem out of sync, but Rumble is not working. Um, I sent out the wrong. I, I streamed on the wrong channel. That's my fault. Sorry. Um, I was distracted whilst I was getting ready. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kev, please check Rumble. I couldn't find the live stream from Telegram or on Rumble. Um, yeah, my fault. The average onset in Luke's paper was 11 days post-injection. That's right. Um, uh, resending my father's severe breathing difficulties uh, and fluid buildup on his lung happened following the injection. Didn't I read that? Um, Rumble is live on Kevin McCann PhD, not Jihad Science Show. Yes. Uh, chat is repeating again. Yeah, it is. I don't know why. Running both WT by L and Rumble. All good. Um, yeah, getting repeat chat. So um, that's probably a good moment for me to wrap it up. I apologize for the technical difficulties today. Um, I was uh, I was all set and uh, <laughs> there were, there were uh, disruptions. All right. So I will... Um, see a 
I've got to say thank you to anyone else. Um, I'm going to keep plowing through this pre like I want the later stuff just to, you know, because we're seeing the sort of culmination of studies and I'm putting, um, I'm putting effort into, I'm going to use that vaccine up and I'm going to um, blast it into some, some rodents. Fuck it. Let's do it. I'll buy some recombinant spike as well. And then we'll then we'll then we'll do it. I don't I don't know if I'll live should I live stream it? <laughs> do you wanna sit me <laughs> I don't I don't know if I wanna put vivisection on uh up on stream or not. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're doing that, but um, I've got to. Uh, I need to just reset the PC. It's it's been on days. Um, all right. Um, oh, I want to shout uh, shout out to uh, Paul. Um, thank you very much. Uh, your support always appreciated. You keep us going, bro. <laughs> WTY is working like a champ. Yeah, it it is. Um, you should you should use that. Get used to using that instead of Rumble. Um, just remind me to put the chat on. All right, um, I'm going to call it a day. Sorry for the uh, fuck-ups, but it is what it is. All right, do this, do this, and uh, all right, take care, God bless. See you for the great Cullen debate. <laughs> Looking forward to that. All right. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You don't, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers. I will fucking kill you fucking cappers. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they are saying. Fuck these cappers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throw you my fucking ball.